0: I'm doing good, Pam. You know it's uh Thanksgiving is coming up around the corner, and it's it's starting to settle in right? <laughs> stressed out yet <laughs> uh getting there we are,
1: are you doing the cooking or is Kimberly? uh
0: you know it's kind of a shared cooking um I will say um we don't do the massive feast we just kind of snack throughout mm-hmm. and have kind of a pseudo lunch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes. You know, holidays can be very stressful for everybody, including us, but I can't imagine going through something so big as cancer um, and then have the holidays.
0: Yeah, Yeah. It just compounds, right?
1: Yeah. It's kind of a scary thought. Um, but we are excited because we have a special guest today, Deborah Andrews, a licensed clinical social worker, a bereavement coordinator with BSA Hospice of the Southwest. How are you, Deborah? I'm great. Thanks for having me here. We're excited to have you. Yes, <laughs>
0: yes. Um, we're looking for a lot of guidance. <laughs> well, I hope. <laughs> and and maybe some uh tips. You know, it's it's one of those things, you know, as Pam you said, uh, Going through, and we've talked about this, going through cancer treatment is stressful from the moment you hear those words. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, it—it's the holidays are stressful anyway without having to go through cancer.
1: And cancer treatment doesn't stop when the holidays come. You know, They right. have to go through treatment. They have to have those side effects. So we're hoping to get some answers on how to deal with the holiday stress. What kind of tips, tricks do you have for us, Deborah? But let's start with um,
2: introduce yourself and what you do. Oh, well, thank you. I'm so glad to be here with you guys. And yes, we've been experiencing holiday stress for several weeks now, haven't we? That's right. (laughs) We start putting things up in August, September. Um, You know, I just, I've learned through all the years and I try to practice what I preach, Mm -hmm. but you know, we um, uh, want to try to focus on being healthy during this time of year. Uh, I've been doing hospice work for over 30 years. I've been in five different states, so I've traveled around and met so many different people, different community uh, traditions and expectations wherever you live. But the one common theme, I think, is we have a lot of expectations around the holidays. And that from, can be hard. Yeah. From, we put it on ourselves, our family, uh, acquaintances, our community groups, church, mm-hmm. our faith practices. Right. All kinds of things. I know with expectations,
1: you know, we're expected to have this huge feast at Thanksgiving and maybe a huge get together at right. Christmas. and
0: Traditions. Traditions.
1: And that can be hard while you're going through cancer. Mm-hmm. So what kind of um, suggestions do you have for our
2: survivors that are going through the holidays um, with the added stress? Well, the first thing is uh, take the time to think of yourself. Uh, you, you always are thinking of others, but you're on this journey which is, has changed your life. And when it comes to the holidays, it's not, we've talked about expectations, but it's also your own, how you're anticipating your, the events coming up, your internal personal journey with what you're dealing with by going through treatments and dealing with this huge change in your life. now all of a sudden in our American culture, it's everywhere that we're getting ready for this big event. We got to prepare and be ready and be excited about it. And like you can feel detached from that. You can feel like I'm walking a totally different path and how can I even resonate with what's going on around me? And then what usually happens is you put on that mask. You may feel like you have to put on that front Mm -hmm. with everyone else to say how and figure out how you're going to get through
0: it. Yeah, it seems like um, you have to, everything's got to be perfect. And it's, you know, and it's got to be prepared the way mom made it or makes it. And there's all the, as we said, the traditions, but I always feel like, um, it's to me, and it's, this is going to sound really bad, but you know, you're getting together with your family. And if you're lucky enough, like, like I am to have family within an hour, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really to me, although it's, it has special meaning, but it's, it's getting together like we did two weekends ago that it's just, for some reason there's just that added compounded stress That it has to be because it's Thanksgiving or because it's Christmas.
2: It's being caught up into that uh, following the tradition. And if I hope hope I can remember this saying the right way, you have to look at am I keeping the tradition for the tradition's sake Mm -hmm. or am I doing it because I want to keep this tradition? True. So we get caught up in that. That ties into maybe expectations, but the stress from your family. that I have to keep doing this. And you may get caught up yourself. It's very normal to say, I've always loved doing this. I want to keep this tradition going. But now with your journey of survivorship, you have to give yourself permission to say, do I need to make changes? Do I need to simplify my life? Because now you need to find your voice and decide what is really important to you and what do you want to make time for and what is precious for you? Because I think... When you started this journey, your lens on the world changed. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Everything changed for you. But that doesn't mean everybody else around you now is in step with you. And so that's when you feel like you can be meeting what your family wants, your children want, your coworkers want. People want you to come and do the same thing at church that you always did every holiday season. And it's hard to say no.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, Pam, that's right there. That's one of the things I I felt in, in preparing and talking about getting ready for, for, uh, this podcast is, um, it is hard to say no. And especially, you know, I think of like moms, for instance, you know, Mm -hmm. um, if you have kiddos and, um, it's, it's hard to not be the normal time and it's hard to say no. And ah, just, it's hard enough to say no normally, but during a time like this, it just makes it even more difficult.
1: For those grandma and grandpas that have that special dish and everybody's expecting it and maybe they don't feel like making it. Yeah.
2: And that's, again, when I said earlier, finding your voice and understanding how healthy boundaries are so important. And you maybe have already explored that, how your life has changed different ways and having those healthy boundaries. but. It's also a transformation within you, but then how do you share that information with the people that love you and care about you that they can understand? Right. You can ask for help or ask, or delegate. Can someone else make this famous traditional recipe and it won't be <laughs> me this year? Or do I need to decorate the entire house? Can I make the adjustment that maybe I can decorate one room? Right. And it is so hard, like you've said, to ask for help. And I have this little no button on my desk that you punch it. It was years ago. It was that office supply company that had a button, you know. But you hit it. You have to remember to say no. But to find a different way to express your needs. And people that truly love you and care about you are going to be there ready to do it for you.
0: I, I think that's a really good point. I think we, we could end the podcast right there. People, <laughs> people who love you and care about you, your family if there's someone who's going to understand the need to maybe back off a little bit, if you're not feeling the, 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 the energy, you don't have the energy, they're going to be the ones that understand.
2: Oh, correct. And so, you know, they can't read your mind, right? You've got to remember (laughs) you have to find a way to express what you need. But I want people to also hear in this podcast, if you're the person helping the survivor, if you're part of the family or you're a friend don't wait to be asked anticipate offer and say hey can I help you with some of the meal preparation or and make it more concrete than that hey I can do this do you want me to help pick up the kids from school right. do you want me to do some laundry which of those things would help you right now
0: Well and that's come through in, in several of our podcasts right Pam is it, to be assertive it, right as a caregiver or a friend or loved one is to say I'm I will take over making this, or let me, as you said, I'll pick up the kids. you got that. I'll take care of this.
1: It takes out the think, thinking on the survivor's part. What do I really need? You know, it's very specific. So I probably appreciate that. Right. And so
2: you just translate that same concept into holidays. And what does that mean? That means, uh, having the family at the house. Does it mean cooking meals? Does it mean shopping? Does it mean, uh, going to parties? How do you respond to all those requests on your time? Doing something for the kids at school? You know, everything, I can keep listing, there's so many wow. options, but what you need to do, we have like, have like a little planner, I call it a holiday planner. And you list on it all the things that you have done or that you think you wanna do for the holidays. And then ask yourself the questions, do I have to do it? Can someone else do it for me? Can I alter it this year? How can I reassess what I'm doing? How about letting something go? <laughs> you know, some people, <laughs> some people say, take a holiday from the holidays. Mm. That a- sounds kind of nice sometimes. <laughs> and it's okay to do that. I mean, it's when you have other people that depend on you and there are people that you take care of, in our culture, you may think you're being selfish, Mm -hmm. But, you know, right now, putting yourself first in your journey is so important so you can be present and be there for the special moments and for the people that you love. And even just in our fast paced world, and especially after living through almost two years of a pandemic, uh, we've realized what is important.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, that's there's and, no more truth than that.
2: And so simplifying your life, and people have probably heard, it's been around for a while now, the minimalist life, you know, mm-hmm. living simply. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's some real positives to that. And especially when you um, are dealing uh, with your treatments or you're in your survivorship program, um, it's hard to let go of things because that's where you have to look at yourself. Maybe you're putting high expectations on yourself.
0: Yeah, we, we sometimes are our hardest critic Yes, you, you you talked about um, setting healthy boundaries, and so maybe for some of our listeners that go, I don't know what that is. Let's let's kind of take it back and let's start real basic and let's talk about healthy boundaries. I mean, you know, maybe they they've they've done these but don't understand. That's the title. That's the net, you know that's the label. But let's talk about what are healthy boundaries.
2: Well, I have a quote I want to share with you that I like from Brene Brown, and some of our listeners may know her work. But she says daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves, even when we risk disappointing others. And I think holiday expectations is first on that (laughs) list. (laughs) Holiday Uh, traditions that we're going to disappoint someone else. But our healthy boundaries make us have to reflect for a moment. Is, Is it hard for us to say no? Um, Maybe I haven't said no in the past. I've never had to set boundaries before. And so now when I really do need to have boundaries to help me in my recovery and building my health.
0: Well, and to have enough energy to make it through the holiday.
2: Right, right. To do all that. Um, And you have to ask yourself some tough questions sometimes. Is it appropriate for me to be as involved as I have been in the past or or I am right now? and so giving yourself permission and that self-compassion to be able to say no and to find those limits that are going to be they're going to benefit you in the long run. So it's very important to be able to learn how to say no without feeling guilty. Shall we try it? <laughs> no. No.
0: No. no? Yeah. Okay. Yes, we sh- no, I agree. Uh, you know, uh, someone you know, I always heard, you know, when you say when you say yes to something, Means you're saying no to something else, so being able, you know, to kind of flip that and say to say no to something means you are saying, you know, I'm i I'm, by saying no to that, I'm going to be able to do this. You know, it kind of goes back, Pam, to um, uh, the story that Mary Margaret told us about the spoons and right. and um, what did she call it? it? Was the the spoon?
1: Wasn't it the? Spoon or fork, you had five forks, five spoons, five spoons for the day?
0: And every time you do something that is like strenuous or it it costs you a spoon. And if you know you've got, like in her instance, she used like a choir concert tonight. Mm-hmm. You know you need to save a spoon for that. So maybe that means I cannot do you know, the grocery store today or whatever that is, I've got to say no to that so that I can say yes to the choir concert later. I know I'm going to have to conserve some energy. So it's almost kind of like the spoon theory here where, you know, you need, you know, you need to have for the party tonight or the Thanksgiving uh, lunch, but then also dinner and -hmm. then the, and then the work party. And then the, you know, all of those things to be able to say no to something
2: got To oh. save those spoons, to say for yes, those. save the oh. spoons. most important things that's an excellent. I mean, and, and another way I've heard it and what I've used is you think of all your energy and you t- your time like money in the bank. And we always talk about how we want to spend our money wisely mm-hmm. and right. efficiently. And so, it's the same thing of the spoons you know, how much money am I going to spend on this one event? Do I need to save it for something else? Yep. So making those decisions, and, you know, a lot of us have never been in that position. We just give, give, give. Right. We're caregivers. We yes. are helpers. And to have to suddenly switch the way we're wired and the way we think without feeling guilty, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you're coming up with a little phrase there, you know, switching, you know, saying no is saying yes to yes. something else yes. that you know is important to
0: you. Right.
2: But at this time, it's hard to make that shift if you haven't done it before. And so I like to say it's something you need to practice during the holiday season and preparing for the holiday season. And so making a list is a great way to start. Have your little planner, like I mentioned, make yeah. a list and decide ahead of time. And we know we're already getting invitations, what, by the end of October. Oh,
0: yes. you know, Save the date.
2: Right, for the November Thanksgiving events and then the holiday events. And so be prepared knowing what is going to be the most important to you to do. What's coming up.
1: Mm -hmm. So you talk about this holiday planner. Is there a place for our listeners to go find a holiday
2: planner as an example? Well, I would be happy to share mine with you. Okay. And I can email that to you. And it actually, for all the years I've been in hospice, 30 plus years, uh, I still have where it came from, a man who uh, did this back in 1993, but it's still good. (laughs) You can adapt it. But he asks about, first of all, why do you do it? Why do I do this holiday tradition? Yeah.
0: Is it because we've always done it? Yeah. It just, it's, that's just, that happens. (laughs) And does it matter
2: where you do it? Does it have to be your house? True. Does it matter when it's done? And I think that's so important. We don't think about, do we have to celebrate Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving Day? Right. Do we have to celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? No. No. And does it matter how it's done? Like, How do you do it? And who does it? And then the last thing he suggests is, do you want to change it? Have you ever even considered the idea of changing what you've always been expected to do or what you think needed to be done? Mm -hmm. Change is hard.
0: It's very hard, but it's a necessary hard, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's probably a good thing, a good way to think about it. I I think it's interesting. I, uh, found myself pondering some of our things we do and some of the traditions (laughs) that we do and sitting here thinking, yeah, yeah, that's right. We don't have to do it that way.
2: Because part of it is you think you're going to maybe upset someone else. Right. Or you're going to feel guilty about it. And the thing to remember about boundaries is that you are not responsible for someone else's emotions or happiness. And sometimes we get, Wound up in that—that that I have to be responsible.
0: Yeah, and the worry—how well, are they going to feel if I had to say or do this? I—I right. I, I love what you said, Deborah, because this goes back to again a couple of our podcasts. Some of our listeners may think, you know, I've heard that about giving <laughs> ourselves permission, mm-hmm. and you know, the ability. You're you're if you're in treatment, you're going through a lot, right. and um, even out of treatment, of course, you're you're still going through potentially going through a lot. But it, this is a time where, if there's ever a time, right, this is a time to have permission to say, I don't think I want to do it that way, or I think I want you to do it. And I like what you said, too, Deborah, about um, maybe it could be somewhere else.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Some people decide to even
0: well, go now, out of town.
2: Yeah, go out of town, <laughs> uh, depending on the weather. They it could, it could do anything. I mean, you can let your imagination and your creativity just... Flow open, and it's even accepting the fact that maybe we're going to start a new tradition. That's right. That's right. We're going to do something different. Are we caught up in the old, like I said, still feeding in or feeling keeping that tradition going without knowing why you're doing it?
0: That's true. You know, uh, everybody always kind of gets wrapped up in it and, and I know um you know everybody's got the menu plan and the grocery shopping and you got to go before the rush and da, 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 all these things uh Pam I think one of the most memorable thanksgiving's I remember um we didn't have turkey mhm you know we we did something simple we did tacos
2: but you still celebrated but we
0: still celebrated thanksgiving
2: oh yeah our family has you know, my husband was a minister and, you know, uh, Christmas Eve, he was always working,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know,
2: and you didn't, you weren't, you were usually in church service at five and six o'clock. That's right. And so our family tradition, we started having what we called, actually, some people call it around here, the Mexican pileup.
0: Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. You
2: know, and to this day, 30 years later, that's what our kids, that's what we have.
0: You know, yeah. And so maybe it's that, you know, because I mean, it's not easy sometimes to cook a turkey and it's not easy. <laughs> it's, to usually cook. it's usually dry. It's <laughs> All the sides that go with it. So this may be you're right. This may be the perfect time for you to make a change in your in your, uh, you know, tradition and start a new tradition.
2: And I also want to address. I think something we haven't talked about. I mean, we have to face the reality, too, that maybe you're having more financial stress because of going through treatments and in your right. in your journey and maybe you're not feeling quite as well and everyone expects you to have high energy or maybe the same foods aren't what you want to have that you're expected to make or have brought to you for the holiday time and i'm going back again to what i've said find your voice to be able to say what is helpful what we can do and we don't have to do i'm talking about simplifying You don't have to spend all that money shopping. I mean, share simple gifts of memories and treasures and stories. You know, I've had people share, even if you want to say, let's nix the gift giving. And people have what they call a blessing bowl, you know, for Thanksgiving. And people come to the house and you have this bowl and you write down slips of paper that's our memories then everybody mm. shares their favorite memory about past holidays or people who aren't there. Yeah. Um, and thinking about mm. what you have survived, what are your strengths? What have you learned about yourself on your journey that you want to uplift and celebrate? And that's the real meaning of coming together for the holidays, I think.
1: You know, with the treatment, it's so expensive. And then the holidays, it's expensive. So financial burden is an issue. Yes. So something I- simple like that, I'm sure, would be appreciative.
0: Well, and you know me, so I'm going to have to bring a little bit of humor to this. I, I, I agree with you, Deborah. I that's that is great, but I think you should also think about the traditional white elephant gift Christmas. (laughs) Oh,
2: that's excellent. (laughs) That that is a good alternative because we
0: all have enough stuff. Mm -hmm. We've started Mm -hmm. doing this uh, periodically, um, and, and you know we've all got enough stuff, and we've all got enough crazy stuff that it's fun to watch i mean it's almost more fun to me to watch someone open up a gag gift you know Mm -hmm. that you know that they're not going to need or use or want and it's going to get a huge laugh out of everybody and so maybe that's an option as well Is is it is getting rid of some of your junk you know, <laughs> that you, and then you're
2: going to see who gets that same piece of junk the next, the next time <laughs> and, it, and, it,
0: and it makes it rec- it makes a recurrence. Right. It comes well, and What
2: you brought up is so important. Having a sense of humor yes. and finding your humor mm-hmm. uh, through this time, because this is a bittersweet time for some people. And you do you think about how to f- find simple pleasures. I call it simple joys. And being with your family, and that's what's the most important thing.
0: That's where I land. I always find myself going, hey, we're, we're, it's most important to be together. This doesn't have to be, you know, personally, this doesn't have to be such stress-filled and, you know, all the things that go involved. And and I'm not going through treatments. Mm-hmm. And, I I mean, I can, again, I, like I said early on, I cannot imagine um, the exponential amount of stress. Oh, no. And this
2: really goes across the board for everyone around us. Like you said, whether you're in treatments or other losses or changes in life or you've lost your job, you know, all the things that we've been through, you know, uh, focusing again on what's important and what's best for you. Getting away from that, those expectations we put on ourselves that we have to do so much.
1: So we talked about um, the survivor, but what about the caregivers, the families, the loved ones? They feel that stress, too. Any suggestions for
2: them? Oh, definitely. Just anything I think we've said today. They need to follow the same uh, concept of caring for themselves and anticipating and asking. Don't be afraid to ask. It's amazing how we all hesitate wanting to talk to the elephant in the room, right?
1: right. Why is it so
2: hard uh, to ask, though? Yeah, you know, it know? just is because we feel uncomfortable. We don't want to make the person sad, mm-hmm. we don't want to make them feel bad or they're going to cry or they think I'm being insensitive, you know, or I have to. I think in this situation, we always want to be the cheerleader. Right, But, you know, being the cheerleader means you still ask and you still care. And what do you need? And then the other person on the receiving end needs to feel empowered to say, this is what I need. And it just comes down to communication. Yeah.
0: And I almost wonder, too, sometimes maybe the caregiver um, could help set that expectation, as you said, up front. Hey, this year's going to be a little different. Here's how we're going to do it. And this is what we're doing. I mean, I almost see myself I'm putting myself in a caregiver role, and I feel like I would probably be one of the ones that say, "Hey, look, here's here's how this is going to roll," mm-hmm. and maybe set that expectation with the family, even though it's hard, but like you said, i I now know that i'm not, I'm never felt this way before, but I'm going to feel empowered now. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I, maybe I should feel empowered <laughs> if I'm a caregiver to say, "I'm not in my mind i I, I don't care how you take this." you know, I'm not responsible for how you take this. That's a better way of saying it and and say, yeah. And (laughs) saying, here's how this is going to happen this year. Right. And here's the reason, but here's the reason why it's not because I'm, I'm mean or, you know, here's the reason why.
2: And that's the way you said that is so beautiful because it's, that's good communication skills there because we can't assume the survivor or the caregiver are on the same wavelength. Maybe the survivor does want the same traditions You know, and but they need to know how to manage that stress if they think they want it to be that way, if that's important to them. But the caregiver needs to address that in a loving way. That have you thought about this as an option? I'd be happy to help you with this. And maybe if that survivor hadn't thought maybe entwined with their own expectations, they thought they were letting the family down, if they heard that, they would be okay if we do it different this year. Yeah. And they need to approach that with just that loving, caring communication that have we? let's think about it we need to do it different and make our time our time valuable our forks or the money in the bank (laughs) (laughs) you know how we're going to be doing
0: this
1: (laughs) yeah and you know it's also hard to uh, maintain holiday cheer or cheer during the holidays um any suggestions
2: for our listeners again just admit it if you're exhausted and you're too tired to do something that's okay Going back again, the people that love and care about you, you're going to understand. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be responsible for anybody else's feelings or their happiness. You're responsible for you and saving up that energy and that time to be with the people that you care about. And it's okay to have those down times. We can't always be positive and happy every day. We're going through all these changes, and that's being, again, the self-compassion starts with you first, that you realize, I'm not in this alone. I know there are people that care about me. I'm gonna take care of myself, which then leads into what we talk about as self care, but that self compassion is so important.
1: So I think it's important, you know, we talked about when I meet with survivors, um, I tell them it's okay to schedule time for themselves to take care of themselves. And it's important, especially during the holidays.
0: Yes, okay. self care, right? I mean, maybe it's the need is amplified during the holidays. Would you agree with that, Deborah? No,
2: it is because there's just stress all around you. I mean, we're just inundated with everything we're already hearing. um, And everybody being happy and cheerful. And it's a wonderful holiday time. But if you're walking around and you don't feel that cheer and not everybody can be with you this year, there's other things happening this year. And, you know, it's just a huge, we have this huge cultural, how can I say, just package. The Norman Walkwell, Life is perfect. We see it on all the commercials and everybody's around Social media. Yes, yes. So, you know, it's okay to be you. It's okay to say this is what I need. And that's going back again to setting your boundary and understanding you and what's healthy for you. And there are going to be people that are going to join you in that. And you may end up giving them permission, to be honest, then. This could be the best holiday season they've ever had. Yeah.
0: I, you know, I. it's not too late right. to make some of these changes right now. Oh, if you're no. listening to this, you know, Thanksgiving is just a little ways away. It's not mm-hmm. too late to adapt some of this and say, you know what, I, we're going to have a change. And here's what, here's what I'm going to suggest.
2: Yeah, because usually all the grocery stores are full the
0: night before Christmas, right? Or yeah. two days before, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. And so- over
2: Thanksgiving. So, yeah. Do you have plenty of time?
0: Would you go over again, just because I, I, I want our listeners to really let this sink in. Would you go over again the questions that you asked that were on uh, the planner about is, is this something that you need to do?
2: Well, the first thing is you identify your job list of what all those things are that you think you want to do and think about what are the choices I have. So the first thing you ask then is do you know why you do it? Does it matter where you do it? Does it matter when it is done? Does it matter how it is done? Does it matter who does it? And finally, do you want to change it? Yeah. Six questions to ask.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and and I like, too, what you said. Um, this was something else that popped in my mind, too, Pam, was um, does it matter when you do it? And, and, you know, you said, well, do you have to do Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving? No, you don't. And, you know, I'm thinking, well, the restaurants may be closed on Thanksgiving or maybe the day after Thanksgiving. So maybe you do Thanksgiving the day before and you all go out if, 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 you know, if everybody's together and that takes some of that stress off of the preparation and so forth. And maybe it's just, you know, a different holiday.
1: Right. Or you got treatment the day before a holiday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't, you know, you're not going to fill up to it. So
2: celebrate, celebrate it, early. it early. 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 Yeah do something later. sit you know even if you think you have to decide let's all put on our jammies and sit on the couch and watch our favorite movie and have That's
0: snacks that sounds good we I'm don't have that. we don't have
2: to make <laughs> a big a meal and then yes, a nap and then a nap right because
0: right, right we, we we learned from uh uh mayor ginger nelson right? right so that was one of the things that that she had said was that, um,
2: that
1: nap. it
0: it mm-hmm. gave her permission
1: mm-hmm.
0: she needed that midday 20 minute 30 minute whatever it was nap Schedule that thing in. <laughs> I, I still haven't figured out about that scheduling yet. I'm gonna work on that.
2: I'm gonna talk to my boss about Are you? that. <laughs> yeah. Oh I know. We need to have a little cots here in the office that you can just, you know, roll out and lay down on. He's
0: wonderful, I've heard.
2: Oh, he is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what what other tips, Deborah, do you have?
2: Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think we've talked about, you know, asking for help, but delegating. I don't know if we talked much about delegating. We have not. And if you still want those things to happen, if you still want the house decorated, just delegate it. Give yourself permission to say, hey, we do we all want to still do this? Have a little family discussion? Well, then, okay, you do it. Like, if you want that special pie, then why don't you bring it? You bring it. Yeah. And so that's part of that adjusting and trying to figure out how you want to make that celebration. If there's things you think you you really want to do, but you don't have the energy for it. Sure. You can delegate
0: It's probably going to be just fine if someone else makes what you just said, whatever that special thing is.
1: And the next time that person makes it, it's going to even be better than you (sighs) remember. That's right.
0: (laughs) And the tree will probably look just wonderful Mm -hmm. if someone else comes and does it. That's
1: right. I know. Yeah. Those family and friends are probably excited that you've accepted the help too.
0: Right. You know, maybe this is a time, Pam, that you say, who was it that told me if I ever needed anything, call me? That's right. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Right, right. You know, and, and you're saying, okay, so I'm going to ask for help. And um, remember that time you called me and said you need, you know, well, how, how about hanging Christmas lights, you know, or something like that?
1: Now, my husband would be excited if somebody came and hung our Christmas lights. (laughs) (laughs) I know.
2: Well, and that's where I want, you know, the caregivers that are listening into this. is Like we said earlier, it's still hard to ask. So have on your short list the things you like to do for the holidays. Think about it. What are the things you like to do? Do you like to decorate? Do you like to put lights up? Will you do a yard cleanup? Do you like to put together, make your special cookies? You know, And then you offer those specifics because the biggest thing is, is don't call up and say, what can I do to help? Yeah. Because you're not going to get an answer. You need to say, this is what I can provide or I would like to do. Mm -hmm. Another
1: example I came across was, you know, maybe the survivor really likes to decorate cookies, but they don't have the energy. They can have somebody else bake the cookies, but
2: sit there while the family decorates the cookies. Oh, yes.
0: Still be a part of it.
2: Yeah. Still be a part. Yes. Like I said, you have to be creative and think of different ways to keep that special tradition. If the survivor and the family wants to keep it going, mm-hmm. and how do you adapt it? Right. And that's kind of the four, I have to remember my little thing, the four A's about handling stress and anxiety. First of all, do you avoid it? you say you don't do it? Or do you alter it? And then you adapt it. Did I say avoid already? Mm -hmm. Okay, (laughs) so those are ones. So you got the drift, though. Right. Mm -hmm. So you just decide how you can alter, change any event, any activity that you need to, and it's okay.
0: Yeah. And, you know, part of it, too, is is, um, what I'm hearing is it doesn't necessarily mean that you're just completely shutting down or shutting out or you're not – I mean, you're still – you know, adapting, you're, you're, you're making it work for this season. Right. I mean, we talk about seasons, right? So the seasons change, and this is the season you're in. Whether it's in treatment, just finished treatment, whatever it is, and, and maybe you do need to adapt these things. Maybe you need to avoid that social gathering because you're in treatment, and yet you want to make sure, you know, because you're being safe, you're, you're, your counts are low, whatever the case may be, um, there are some of those things. But you're still um, doing what you can do.
2: That's right. It's going a bit, just dis- it's protecting your time, protecting your time and your energy to still have an enjoyable event that that is what you want or your significant other or your family wants.
0: Yeah, right. I, Pam, I, I, I'm ready. Uh, I think there's some things I need to change. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, you still have time, I it, you do, and I want to make that you know clear, right? We, this is something that, oh, it, yes, there's.
2: Because we're here, we're coming up on Thanksgiving, but there are some people that decide you have time. Maybe you want to say, "Okay, let's don't pull down everything from the attic and decorate the tree this year. Let's keep it simple. Let's pull out the few favorite meaningful. things we like, meaningful, meaningful things that will make me still feel happy and enjoyable." You know, you have, you have plenty of time to make changes. There's yeah. always time.
0: And 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 just as a recap, you know, I'm hearing that's the first thing. The second thing is um, communication. That, we said that, that seems <laughs> to come up in every one of our podcasts. I know. It must be important then. It is. It is. Communicate with your caregiver, loved one, spouse, and vice versa. Spou- uh, you know, Caregiver, loved one, communicate with your survivor as to the expectations. Hey, how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? Um,
2: Acknowledging where they are at this time. Right. Yeah. That's so important because this... As we know, life changes and life can change quickly. Sure. And you may even want to think about what is it, what memory is it that you're carrying forward of a special holiday? That doesn't mean we're trying to replicate that. We're creating new memories. This is a new holiday time. Mm-hmm. And like we said earlier, try something new. But the most important thing, what to remember at the end of the day is maybe not how the table was decorated or maybe everything we ate, but the time we spent with each other. That's right. And that's what's most important. I think so.
0: Oh, yeah. I I love this time of year. I really do. Even though the stressors, even though the things happen, um, you know, the, the cooler weather, the football, you know, all the things that that, that surround itself with Thanksgiving and then leading into Christmas. Um, but I want to encourage our, our listeners to um, plan ahead. Right. That's a, that's a big key there. Mm-hmm. We're going to make this uh, holiday planner available. Um, you can always call the center and go, Hey, give me that planner. I need it now. (laughs) (laughs) And we can email it straight over to you. Um, I think it's one of those things to take that, um, as maybe a new tradition is doing the holiday planner and adding that to your to-do list and, and really kind of trimming and and making, I mean, I think this is something, Pam, we all should do, Mm -hmm. whether you have Mm -hmm. cancer or not, have gone through cancer or not. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, why do we do this? (laughs)
1: Because someone told you you had to, yeah, <laughs> and, right. and, the tradition
2: and and and
0: you're still getting together, you're still spending time together. You're still doing the things that matter most. I mean, it's this has just been so f- almost like freeing. Is that the right yeah. way to to yeah, think of it? It's
2: good. I mean, it, it like we said, I try to practice what I preach all the years I've done this and working with people that are living through change, and how do they adapt and reconcile all these changes in their lives? And, yeah. I think I'm ready
1: for the holidays.
0: Yeah. I feel a whole lot better. So this is a freeing episode.
1: <laughs> Yay. Right? You know? It is. And and
0: and again, we've got to weave that word free in, much oh, like free. everything that we have here at the center. We
1: like that word.
0: We do. We love that word. Um, everything at the Survivorship Center, including our podcast, of course, is entirely complimentary. Everything we have, all of these wonderful resources. Um these great activities that we do um, we want to make sure that you know and understand that that uh, you can be a part of what goes on at the center uh, whether it's a massage with our wonderful massage therapist Melanie um, whatever that looks like let us know how we can support you and again I, I know I'm saying let us know how you could you know to reach out to us but we don't know who you are <laughs> you right. know we just have you know we have listeners but let us know how we can support you
1: Yes, we're here for you. You can call 806-331-2400 or check us out at 24survivorship.org. That's right.
0: That's right. Deborah. one of the things we always do at the very end of our podcast is we leave our listeners uh, with a powerful moment. So we're sponsored by Pete's Car Smart Kia. And so we have what we like to call a Pete's powerful moment. Do you have one of those for our listeners?
2: Well, I think maybe I do. I just ran across this, um, the comedian Lily Tomlin, that some of our listeners may know about. And I think it relates to what we've been talking about today, the the stress and the all the cycle we get caught up in. And she has this very profound quote, for fast-acting relief, try slowing down.
0: Mm. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: Simple, but to the point. Uh,
0: that's probably... Um the best advice right is um slow down and wow that is pretty fast think <laughs> relief if you think about it it is I mean it's most certainly can be wow mm-hmm. Deborah, thank you for sharing your m- many years of experience in working through change and working through um adaptations with with your folks that you work with and imparting that knowledge with our survivors today. I think it's very powerful um. There's probably a lot here that we all can take to heart.
1: Not just our survivors. Not just
0: our survivors. So
1: you know what that means?
0: I have to start saying no.
1: Saying no, but also what if you say, share this podcast. Yes. Share it with others.
0: Absolutely. This is, yeah, I mean, so many of our podcasts, it seems, you know, we're obviously targeting our our cancer survivors, but I ended up walking away with a lot of... (laughs) you know nuggets and usually it centers around that word communication mm-hmm. but i think it's important take this and share it with someone hey also forward them the holiday planner right. i mean goodness gracious that's something i think everyone could could utilize so uh yeah share the podcast like our podcast you know we always kind of joke and say hit all the buttons leave us a review let us know how we're doing Uh, Maybe even send us an email, right, Pam? That's right. Send us an email and say, hey, you guys need to talk to this person and let us know. Um, We have some fantastic guests lined up. Uh, You know, we're, we're getting ready to celebrate, really, Pam, you know, the holidays, but it's also almost our one year anniversary of Beyond the Ribbon.
1: That's right. Can you, Can you believe, believe it? it? I
0: know. I know. <laughs> We've made it we, uh,
1: how many weeks uh, straight? A, a
0: lot. A <laughs> lot. Doing a weekly podcast, Deborah, sometimes is um it's fun and challenging, both in the same aspect. And uh so yeah, we rely on on um, we need to rely on our listeners to give us some advice on who to talk to and and bring them in and let them impart their knowledge. That's right.
2: I think y'all are doing a great job though. You're quite a (laughs) team. Oh,
0: well, thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. We enjoy it. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. And we'll be back next week with another great episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Make sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and follow us on social media for news and updates. If you'd like more information about the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center, please visit our website, 24survivorship.org. Thanks again.